0: Doing ministry well Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Doing Ministry Well. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, download this podcast. If you would go ahead and subscribe to this podcast as well, I'm going to try to be putting out a new episode every week. So if you enjoy this one, uh, we've got a lot of really awesome interviews coming up um, that I hope will bless you guys. So yeah, again, thanks so much for checking in. I'm Jim Baker, your host. Um, We are currently... In the Manoa Valley, uh, which is on the island of Oahu, on the beautiful uh, state of Hawaii. And uh, yeah, my wife and I, Jess, are blessed to live in Hawaii right now. Uh, We do have a move coming up pretty soon. We're going to be moving to Tennessee here in a little bit. Um, But we are enjoying uh, the time here that we have in Hawaii left. Um, Yeah, I'm sitting here in my uh, studio right now, and by studio, I mean my living room, and uh, yeah, some of these interviews I've pre-recorded, and uh, we've done kind of all over in different places, so uh, yeah, right now I'm just sitting in my living room. A little bit about the gear, if anybody cares, I'm just using a Blue Yeti mic, and uh, my wife's MacBook Air, and using GarageBand to record this. Uh, My wife's real generous to let me use her computer. For these interviews, um, I've got an older MacBook Pro, and for some reason GarageBand just disappeared, and uh, I don't know what happened. And I've tried to reinstall it, and it hasn't worked. Um, I did use that before to record some music back in the day, but uh, yeah. Anyway, the 11-inch MacBook Air is uh, is the main workhorse now until I get a new computer. So yeah, actually, uh, this is a little bit strange because uh, usually I'm interviewing other people and today it's just me and it's a little awkward so I don't exactly know which voice to use if I'm supposed to use a good projecting announcer fun crazy youth pastor style uh, excited voice or if I'm supposed to use my cool jazz station uh, NPR voice so I'm just going to try to talk as normal as possible Um, I'm honestly a perfectionist and this is my third attempt at um recording this and so we're just gonna let this one fly a big part of this project is just to get stuff out there um and and not worry about that perfectionism which is a real uh, hindrance to yeah me getting stuff out there so that's a little bit about what this project is about but first off a huge thank you to rk castillo for kicking my butt and uh getting this podcast going and helping me with the process he's uh he's uh does a podcast over um called aquaponics for everyone and uh he's a good friend of mine a pastor here in uh Waikiki and uh he's actually the first interview that you're going to hear after this one next week but he was the first interview that we've recorded and uh today he helped me set things up and get it going and getting it on iTunes and getting it on the blog so RK, if you're listening, thank you, sir. Uh, actually came about um, a little while ago, the idea for it, and I'm just getting around to it now, so if you're listening and you have great ideas, I just encourage you to act on them, and uh, don't let perfectionism or any other hindrance um, stand in your way, but... Yeah, anyway, uh, back in 2010, my wife and I started a ministry, and we uh, creatively named it The Baker's Ministry. Our last name is Baker, for those of you that do not know. And, uh, yeah, we had to put together a board of trustees for that, for our official incorporation as a 501c3. And, uh, yeah, one of the guys on the board, his name's Dave Heiliger. He's a uh, pastor at Bridgeway Church in Columbia, Maryland. He's their youth pastor uh, now, and he is suggesting to me when we started out was that I needed to go and interview as many people in the area as I could find um, and talk to them about what it was like to start up a ministry. And so actually that was a really awesome time and I really loved it and I really learned a ton. It was just awesome to sit and hear Um, And and just such an honor to sit and hear about the legacy and the startup of uh, people with successful ministries now. So, yeah, we're hoping that that kind of transfers over into this podcast. I'm real blessed to know a variety of people um, in ministry. And uh, my hope is that we can uh, really glean from their years and years of experience, combined years of experience in ministry. And we can really learn something from them on how to do ministry uh well, and also uh yeah i just I've, I really want to meet the pastor that doesn't have a platform that's just faithfully serving a small congregation but is just madly in love with Jesus and is just doing it so well and uh yeah so so I hope um on the other hand that uh pastors without a platform that this will give them uh maybe some exposure as well. Um, For some of the good ideas that they have If they've just got a blog where they're writing awesome stuff And nobody's checking it out I hope that uh, by plugging them here on this show That we can get them a little bit more exposure as well So um, I've come up with some interview questions And uh, um, yep, as I said before We've uh, pre-recorded some interviews So that we can just roll them out Um, So the interview questions have kind of changed as I've gone They've kind of evolved Um, But yeah, here's the current lineup. Uh, The first question that I'm going to be asking everybody is, how long have you been in ministry? The second question is, what are you currently doing in ministry? The third question is, what has been the biggest highlight of your ministry? The fourth question is, what has been your biggest struggle of ministry and how have you overcome it? And then five, which is really the core of the show, uh, what are three practical steps to doing ministry? Well, that you can share with our listeners. And then, uh, the last question is just what's been inspiring you lately. And then, uh, lastly, I just ask, um, whoever we're interviewing to pray for our listeners. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and, uh, start this podcast off by, uh, being the first person to be interviewed. I'm going to interview myself here. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. And I, uh, I hope this uh blesses you. So yeah, the first question is uh how long have you been in ministry? So, I got saved at the age of uh 14 um at a retreat in Maryland called Impact. Uh, I went with the Navigators Youth Group and uh there was uh altar call and I went forward and gave my life to the Lord and uh yeah, the Navigators Youth Ministry was really foundational in my walk with uh the Lord and I think soon after that uh that was a my freshman year in high school. Soon after that I was asked to be on their Timothy team, uh which was kind of a leadership team, student volunteer leadership team and uh they met together more regularly to memorize scripture and kind of go over the Bible study and then they were <clears throat> excuse me, and then they were allowed to uh lead those Bible studies. So yeah, I think uh probably age 15 is when I started uh leading in ministry. I'm 30 now, so I guess I've been doing ministry for, uh, yeah, about 15 years. So currently, um, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of stuff in that 15 years, um, served in a lot of different areas. Uh, but yeah, currently right now I am, um, uh, yeah, we have our own ministry called the Baker's Ministry and, uh, our heart is to really work with young professionals and get them overseas serving in missions And, uh, yeah, getting them out of their comfort zone, uh, serving them on those trips as kind of a retreat. Uh, we've got a lot of friends that are just love the Lord, but are super busy with their jobs. And so we aim for those trips to get them out of their comfort zone, get them out of their routine, uh, get them serving. And then also just asking them hard questions about, you know, what do you value and is the lifestyle that you're leading right now, is that matching up with your values Um, So yeah, last uh, spring we went to the Philippines, and uh, last summer we went to Jamestown, New York, and uh, led a small team there too. And uh, this summer we're actually trying to get back to the Philippines, and uh, work with the Nehemiah Houses with YWAM, and um, yet we're also trying to get back to Jamestown again as well. So um, that's what I'm currently doing, I'm also uh, writing a blog, I'm working on this podcast, and uh, I'm also working on a book called uh, How to Raise Support Well, Um, that book is just talking about, uh, support raising, um, for the Baker's ministry. We, uh, we don't really get a paycheck, um, except unless we go out and fundraise and there's a lot of ministries out there that are like that. So, um, we're currently living at a YWAM base, uh, here in Honolulu. My wife's on staff with, uh, the school of biblical studies here. Um, I was on staff with them until recently. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, that book is just kind of for people that are doing full-time ministry and have to raise their own support, just kind of sharing some of the things that I've learned along the way. <clears throat> um So, yeah, there's that. And then, uh yeah, I'm writing that book, doing this podcast, just trying to connect with people as much as I can. I'm uh on the leadership team at my church, Streams of Life, here in Manoa Valley. I'm their uh, volunteer worship coordinator, <clears throat> so i um, doing that as well and uh yep just trying to share what God's doing in my life on my blog and in our updates as well so I think that pretty much sums up what I'm uh doing in ministry um the biggest highlight of my ministry um yeah the first thing that comes to my mind is uh there was about this week and a half at a summer camp uh that I worked at um back in uh 2009 and uh yeah, it was just staff training week and, uh, I was the staff chaplain and just got to see God really do some amazing things, um, in that very short time, two weeks, uh, whatever it was, but, uh, yeah, the odds were against us. There was no real reason why the staff should have been as unified as it was. And, uh, yeah, there was just this one night of worship, uh, local youth pastor, Justin Joyner came up to lead worship, and uh God's presence was just totally tangible and uh just that whole week whenever we'd enter into a time of worship uh God's presence would just show up and the and the culture was changing um yeah just we were we were going for it I, I really believe that that's the closest to revival I've ever seen I really feel like uh the, yeah the culture of of that staff was changing. We were seeing people excited about the Lord, um, excited to love him, excited to serve one another and excited to love one another too, which wasn't always the culture of, of that place. And so that was just a really exciting time. We were starting to see supernatural things happen as well. We were seeing, um, yeah, we were seeing people get physically healed. Um, we, we saw some, some other crazy stuff happen too. We actually saw a, uh, person set free of some demonic stuff as well. And, um, yeah, I think the coolest time was that we had that time of, of worship that one night and the next day, uh, one of the staff members came up to me and just repented. He was just open and honest and there was no call for repentance, but simply the presence of God led him to repentance. And I just thought that that was really awesome and just an authentic time. Um, of seeing God do some really amazing things in a very short amount of time. So yeah, I'd say that that's, that's been the highlight, um, of just God's physical, uh, manifest presence, just so close and just seeing, uh, that excitement. So yeah, moving on to the second question or the second part of that question is what's been the biggest struggle in your ministry and, uh, how did you overcome it? And I think on just the flip side of, um, that time of revival that I was talking about is the highlight. I think the hardest time, um, was when, uh, just some interpersonal conflicts, um, arise in ministry. Um, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Differences in opinion about theology, difference in, uh, differences in opinions about how things, uh, should be done. And, uh, when there's divides, um, yeah, that's really really difficult when there's conflict. Um there's really that's that's really difficult and uh sometimes it seems like God's really doing a lot and then there's a conflict within leadership and uh you end up parting ways. Um But uh yeah, how did how did I overcome that? I think uh there was a lot of hurt that has come from some of those conflicts and some of those separations. Um and really it's just been going back to the Lord and uh, trying to get his perspective on those situations, and just loving and forgiving people. Um, Yeah, I think something that I've really learned this year is that people aren't intentionally out to get you um, at all. They're expressing their opinions a lot of times, and it's not personal. And I think I have a tendency to take things personally a lot. And uh, yeah, I also just used to think that if I was doing things right, if I was following the Lord, that I would uh have smooth sailing but uh the fact is is that uh yeah Jesus um yeah was perfect and yet he dealt with a lot of conflict so I'm definitely not perfect and so I should uh expect some conflict. So uh yeah how have I overcome that? Um it's been a yeah difficult road. You've got to just humble yourself. You've got to love people you've got to forgive people and uh you've got to learn how to communicate well and uh i think a lot of conflict comes from um those types of uh yeah communication conflicts but the uh the other the flip side of that is sometimes uh, situations are not reconcilable and you have to part ways and so i guess that would be a solution to conflict too um sometimes you've just got to got to cut the rope and uh and move on so that's also uh, yeah, a way to uh, deal with that. So, um, yeah, moving on. Uh, what are three practical steps to doing ministry? Well, I think that first thing, kind of what we were talking about, um, would be expect interpersonal conflict and uh, and really know that people are not out to get you. Um, there's some people that just like to argue. I didn't really realize that. I'm not an arguer. And so when people like a heated debate, um, they'll tell you that. They're like, I don't like to argue, I just like to debate. And uh, they're arguing even in that, but they just are passionate people that have an opinion and uh, disagree with you strongly, and they're going to let you know. And so just to just to take a step back and uh, be able to, yeah, just be a little bit more objective and to be humble and to uh, know that you have blind spots. None of us are perfect, and we need to have people in our lives that we trust that can be completely honest with us about our blind spots, um, so that we're, uh, yeah, so that we can continue to do ministry well, because we've all got areas that we need to grow in, and, uh, yeah, people need to, to be aware of those things, so really surround yourself with people that, that you trust and you love that can, that can call you out on things, but, um I think just learning to deal with conflict healthily um, is important as well if you uh need to ask somebody else to come in to to help mediate i don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that so yeah, that first thing is just expect interpersonal conflict and and learn how to deal with that that well. Um, the second thing is uh, have things on paper. I think that clear communication is just so important in doing ministry well. I think having a solid vision statement, having a solid mission statement. Uh, really clarifying your values, um, having those things down on paper uh, is really important as lo- as well as job descriptions. Um, I think that's something that happens um, in ministry a lot is that different people have different expectations. And so if you are working for someone, uh, just clearly understanding what their expectation of you is and having it on paper so that it's communicated, so that you know what's expected of you and uh, they are communicating what they expect of you as well. And that also just provides uh, safety from people around you as well. I think a lot of times in ministry, again, just people have a lot of expectations. So maybe there's a person in the congregation that thinks that, oh, you should be doing this or you should be behaving this way. Um, you know, hopefully your uh, person over you, whoever's an authority, has has a clearly written job description to really be able to be like, well, you know, these are the things that we've asked uh, this person to do. And so your expectations, while they're good, um, is not what we're really asking them to do right now. So, uh, yeah, and then just having uh, vision and mission and values down on paper. I really believe that doing ministry well, you have to cast vision, you have to know where you're going and that comes from that place of understanding what you value and uh and where you're trying to go and what you're trying to accomplish so that then that's what helps you really gather people if you've got a team and you're leading it or you're part of that team you need to just know where we're going and that's and that's happens through um clearly communicated uh vision value vision values and mission so that's the second thing um yeah, the third thing, um, the Baker's Ministry also has a uh, sub name, I guess, and we haven't really officially branded ourselves. We're gonna do that in the future here, but we're also called Remain, and uh, that word Remain is just uh, comes from my life verse, uh, John fifteen nine, and uh, in John fifteen nine, it's Jesus speaking, and he says this: He says, "As the Father has loved me, so I love you." Abide or remain in my love. So I'll just say it again. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Remain in my love. And and for me, this verse has just completely changed the way I do things. I'm not saying that I do it 100% of the time, but often in my Christian life, I've really tried to remain in my love for God. And if I'm not pumped up and I'm not passionate, then then all of a sudden I'm, I, I just feel lost. And the reality is, is that Jesus doesn't ask us to remain in that. He asks us to remain in his love. And when we get a revelation of how much Jesus loves us, then our natural response is worship. And yeah, just breaking that down. Jesus is saying, as the Father loves me. So we got to ask ourselves, how much does God the Father love Jesus? Is it a little bit? It's not a little bit. It's a lot. The God the Father loving Jesus. And then the mind-blowing thing right there is that he says... As the Father loves me, so I love you. And so Jesus, right there, is saying that he loves us with the same amount of love that God the Father loves Jesus, which is a whole lot. Jesus is saying that he loves us with that same amount of love. And right there, that's enough to be mind-blowing. But then he gives us the secret of it all. He says, remain in my love. And so that's my big encouragement to doing ministry well. Uh, When you're looking around and your circumstances aren't good, uh, you've got to remain in his love. There's mundane aspects of ministry. And we have to be as satisfied in the mundane when we've got to do a day of receipts and and whatever, getting our taxes prepped. Uh, We have to be... Uh, remaining in God's love and excited about Jesus uh, just as much then as we are preaching to a crowd of, of 5,000 people and seeing tons of people healed, saved, and delivered. While that's fun, we we just have to be abiding in God's love for us so that the overflow of that is uh, is just intimacy with him, and that's where good ministry is going to flow from. So, yeah, that's my third thing. So just to to recap, uh number 1 was just expect interpersonal conflict and uh learn to deal with it healthily. Uh, number two is just have things on paper, your vision, your mission, your values, and job descriptions, get those things clearly communicated, uh, so that there's no confusion about those things and that you can lead casting vision from those values and from your vision. And then also just job descriptions, uh, on paper, clearly communicated so that you can, uh, yeah, just have safety in those things. And then last, just, uh, Yeah, remaining in God's love for you as the foundation of your ministry. So, the last question is, uh, yeah, what's been inspiring you lately? Uh, There's been a few things. Being off of Facebook, I got off Facebook, and uh, I actually just got back on today because I need to uh, plug this podcast a little bit. There's no better place to do it than Facebook. But for the past two months, I've been off Facebook, and it's just been so refreshing for me. Um, Being off of Facebook has... Yeah, I've just had a lot more time on my hands. I've feel less I've felt less drained just emotionally. Um and it's just yeah, I've been able to spend more time outside. I've been able to um read more books. So, yeah, getting off that social media uh whirlwind train has been something that's really been inspiring me lately. Also just uh we just went on vacation over spring break. We got to Go see a couple other islands and uh, connect with some good friends. And that was really inspiring as well. Just getting out of your routine, being in a new place. I just felt like I really heard from the Lord afresh and uh, anew. And just being in those new places, um, I feel like perspectives changed. And it was just really good. So I encourage you, if even if it's for just a day, if you can get somewhere uh, that's new, uh, that would be really good. Um, yeah, and inspiring just to get around good friends that love the Lord. Uh, that's always inspiring just to hear their testimonies of what God's doing in their lives um is always just super inspiring. And uh yeah, I was talking about reading a little bit. Uh right now I'm reading uh Donald Miller's uh, Scary Close. Um super good. Uh definitely check that out. I think the subtitle of that book is something like uh Uh Dropping the Act and finding true intimacy. So yeah, that right there is super good. Donald Miller is a a brilliant writer. Um, Donald, if you're listening to this or anybody that is listening to this, that knows Donald, I'd love to love to interview you for this podcast. That'd be a real honor. Um, Yeah. I'm also, uh, reading Culture of Honor, uh, by Danny Silk, Spirits of the Disciplines by, uh, Dallas Willard. And I just finished up the, uh, Cross of Christ by John Stott, which was completely, uh, mind-blowing, literally. Um, yeah, just, uh, getting back to the core of the cross, what Jesus did on the cross. Um, and then he gets uh, into a little bit of application at the end too, which is super good as well. Um, so yeah, those those are some of the things I've been reading lately. Some of the things that have been inspiring me. Um, it's been super inspiring to be able to interview the people that I've been interviewing for this podcast as well. Um, so yeah, those are the questions, uh, that you should be, uh, looking for in our, um, future podcasts. And again, I just really thank you for, uh, checking in. I hope that you were inspired, that you learned something. Um, And I'm just going to go ahead and pray for you guys. Um, Yeah, right now. So Father, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. Father, we thank you uh, for your grace towards us. Father, we thank you that you pursued us while we were yet sinners and that you continue to pursue us. And father, I just ask for our listeners right now with whatever they're doing, they, they probably checked into this podcast because they want to do ministry well. And so Holy spirit, I ask that you would empower them right now. Um, with fresh vision. God, I ask that you would speak to them about who they were created to be and the purposes that you have for their lives and that those things would be fulfilled, that they would get a vision for that, that they would be excited about that. God, and that you would give them the strength and the power to overcome the steps that they need to overcome. Maybe there's things that they need to give up in their lives that they think are hard to give up, and they might very well be hard to give up, but God, that they would trust in your plan for their lives. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jesus, I just ask that you would bring refreshing to, um, our listeners. We know that, uh, yeah, that following you is not always easy and that, uh, sometimes, uh, it's, it's our fellow Christians, uh, that are, that are the hardest to deal with. And so Jesus, I just ask that you would give us a fresh understanding of your grace towards us so that we can be gracious towards others. Um, yeah, and so, God, I just uh, just ask that you would bless this podcast, God. I thank you for everyone that's taken the time to uh, check in, and I thank you just also for everyone that's taken the time to be interviewed, God, that you would continue to just bless this podcast, to guide us, um, and that you would help uh, it to reach the listeners that you want it to reach. So we thank you for your goodness, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everyone, thank you again so much for checking in. Uh, next week, we've got our k castillo um up being interviewed and uh he's got some really cool things to say he's uh he's done a lot of crazy stuff he's uh done some mass evangelism tearing up phone books and stuff like that all over the world and uh, right now he's uh pastoring a homeless church in waikiki so make sure you check in next week and uh thank you again if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes to Doing Ministry Well. Check us out on the web, www.doingministrywell.com. And if you'd like more information about our guests today, check out www.jimjessbaker.com. And a huge thank you to Stacy Ryan for the jingle. Doing ministry well.